Today is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Israel frees a female IDF soldier in a Gaza operation. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. And our email address is quickstartpodcast at CBN. Org. We'd love to hear from you. We're getting through the news of the crate together. We're glad you're here bright and early on this Tuesday morning. And joining me to get through the news of the crate, Billy Hallowell, Trey Gons Phillips. What's up, fellas? Happy Tuesday. I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited. It's a it's a weird day today because it's Halloween, you know, but <laughs> oh. it's uh <laughs> <laughs> oh Is that what you God. is that what you call it at your house? Uh, no, I just went no, with it. See, that's what we live every day, Dan, is yeah. Halloween. <laughs> that's, that that's our existence, working with that Billy Halloween. Well, and Billy and I kind of talked about it yesterday, how, you know, it's just kind of remarkable watching people essentially celebrate the demonic. When did Halloween go from football players and army guys to demons and dungeons and goblins and everything else? I, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think my favorite costume was when my siblings and I, we all dressed up as M&Ms. But even that's controversial in 2023. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you ruin everything? If It's almost a talent to ruin For everything. Yeah, it's been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure has. Well, we're going to try not to ruin the news today as we get through it. And we're, there's a lot to get through, as always. And so we're going to get right to it. What do we have coming up on the focus story today, guys? Well, we've got a priest warning us about the Ouija board and attempts to talk to the dead. We'll talk about that today. And on the main thing, more with our conversation with Ray Comfort is he's talking about evil manifestations. This is a wild conversation. We got that with the main thing and Billy coming up. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And an IDF soldier was freed over the weekend on Sunday. Israel said yesterday that its forces freed a soldier from Hamas captivity. During the ground offensive in Gaza that's going on right now, the soldier, identified as Ori Megadish, was kidnapped by Hamas gunmen who rampaged through southern Israel back on October 7. She's undergone medical checks and is doing well, according to the military. Israel says... Over 200 hostages are being held by Hamas. Meanwhile, a 23-year-old German-Israeli woman that images of her, horrible images of her, went viral in the early stages of this attack as she was one of those kidnapped from the music festival there in southern Israel. She has been found dead and beheaded, according to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Israel. and said, we're devastated to share that the body of 23-year-old German-Israeli Shani Luke was found and identified. Meanwhile, anti-Semitism at home continues to emerge. Cornell University police are investigating a series of anti-Semitic threats made against the school's Jewish community in online posts over the weekend, this according to their president. And new evidence from boat-shaped mound in Turkey. It could point to Noah's Ark. Testing confirms the right age. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out more stories over at CBNnews.com. 
Guys, odds on uh, Noah's Ark actually being in Turkey this time. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> look, it's, it is interesting that again and again and again this story comes up, and there's always a crew that thinks they might have it, that thinks they may know where it is. Uh, but look, I mean, we believe the story happened, and we believe yeah, that it's real, sure. so there should be some evidence then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, somewhere. I think it. I. Th I just think it's fascinating, right? That there's this potential for having found this absolutely enormous, enormous boat. Uh, yeah, it would be cool if it was, but also, I, I, my faith isn't shaken no. if we don't find it either. So I think that's the important part as Christians to be fascinated by it if we find it, and if not, <laughs> better luck next time, I guess. Right. Look, and I'm not an archaeologist or anything, and so I, I chuckle because I just think the odds of finding even as large as it is, all that that wood would have survived thousands of years. Yeah, it's I don't pretty know. remote. Yeah, it feels at this point like it would have disintegrated and just worn down by now. Maybe, maybe not. I could be wrong. I'm, again, I, I'm not an expert on how these things age, so I don't know. I'm just pure speculation on my part. I do know that I have seen a very large arc resembling thing in Williamstown, Kentucky. That's there. If you haven't been there, you should go to that. Ken Ham's... Uh, probably encounter. not the real one. No, probably not the and real one. And Andros's <laughs> own Disneyland. Yes, I. I mean, yes. Look, I love it. I it love is it. Phenomenal there. there. I've been multiple times, and it is great. And they just keep expanding, and so I think it's only going to get better and better as the years go on. But anyway, those are just some of the top headlines. Again, make sure you get over to cbnnews.com for more on that front. All right, the Catholic priest is warning about the dangers of the Ouija board. What's he saying? Uh, so this priest is out in Nashville, and he's saying something we've heard a number of times before. But it's interesting, you know. Every every one of these priests, they have a different way of sort of explaining the dangers of the Ouija board. And this is Father Dan Rehill, um, again out in the diocese of Nashville. You know, he started in this interview, and I thought it was interesting talking about the spiritual realm being very real and how we need to take it into account. A lot of people they forget that it exists, and there's a real danger there. Um, and so he said, you know, we too often forget that there's more to this world than meets the eye. Angels, demons, spirits, and souls do exist, and they can have an impact on your life. And so that was sort of an interesting way into this. But then as an exorcist who, who sees a lot of these issues unfold, um, he started talking specifically about things like the Ouija board, not using it. Again, for a lot of people, they, they think the Ouija board's a parlor trick. It's a game. Some people are very skeptical. They laugh about it. But for others, like this priest, he's saying, no, no, no. You know, he works as an exorcist. There is a real danger here, um, particularly for those who believe they're connecting with the dead. Right. And in this case, he said, demons lie and impersonate dead people. When asking a board for information about a deceased person or a life decision, they are all too happy to embed themselves in your life. Using a Ouija board is inviting a demon into your life, whether the per person has that intent or not. So it's an interesting thing there about the intent, right? Whether it's there or not. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And again, we've referenced many times on this podcast, Ephesians 6 and the spiritual war that we're in. We're in a spiritual battle. And if you believe the Bible, you have to believe that these spiritual forces are real and that these are things that we struggle with. What else do we know about these boards? Well, you know, we know that 
a lot of people are out there using them for fun, you know, quote unquote fun. They'll, they'll host parties at sleepovers. Kids will play with this and it's, it's dangerous, which we know um, spiritually, but we also have talked to numerous people, including Jen Niza, who we've had on many times. She's an ex psychic that the Ouija board, these were, these are tools that professional psychics use, right? These are tools that, you know, that people are actually using because they believe there's real power in it. They're not using it as a game and the history of the Ouija board. Um, it, it's not, it's actually a very strange history that was goes back to a psychic who was very much involved in the creation of this in um, the 19th century. And so there's a deep history there. Um, but these, these talking boards that were actually used for seances and other such events, it was bought by a toy company and became a, a quote-unquote toy, even though that's not what it was initially created to be, right? So, um, and by the way, in order to trademark something, Back in the day, you know, the urban legend is in order to trademark the Ouija board, they had to prove that it was effective or that it worked, right? Like they have to prove <laughs> that the game works in some way. And so there's a lot of speculation about how that uh, came to be and how that happened. But yeah, the point is, this is a tool that is that, that many people like Jenny is a will warn about because it was something they put a lot of stake in, um, in real life in the past. Yeah. And I would imagine, look, it's, it's never a wise thing to be dabbling in the demonic. It's just not a good idea. Uh, because you don't know when you're going to actually open that door. And, you know, I would imagine the intent does, though, have something to do with it, Billy. Like you said, if you're just goofing around with it I, and you're not serious about it, it's probably not going to be a big deal. But um, there are people who do take this stuff serious. I'm constantly amazed at how many, um, uh, you know, astrologers and psychics that I see like little stores around. I'm like, who's going to these things? But apparently people do. They do. There's a lot of that actually. And it's becoming more popular. Yeah. I I think that's the, the scary thing is the fact that like I can walk into Target or Barnes and Noble, Walmart, you know, wherever, and you see entire like end caps or even a little section in the store that's completely dedicated to this stuff. And so many people I think have been duped into thinking that it's just a, a toy, like it's just something to play with, but it does open the door. I think it gives Satan a foothold into, into our lives. Right. And I think uh, especially believers, we should be wary of this stuff. I think it's one thing like we were saying at the top or you were saying at the top, Dan, about Halloween used to be this kind of playful thing, but it's, it's become increasingly dark and sinister as the years go on. And I think that's, I think that's by intention, right? Satan is the prince and power of the air, and I think he's using everything he can, every tool in his arsenal to manipulate people into thinking that these are lighthearted, not that big of a deal things, uh, but they really open the door to some really dark stuff. Yeah, they really do. And then you combine that in the season we're in right now with Halloween and people celebrating darkness. They really are. And I see it all over. I've got RIP tombstones on neighbors' houses all around me, and I'm just thinking... If they would just pull back for a moment and think, why am I doing this? Maybe they would have a, a different outcome of, oh, I guess this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Where's the fun in this? I just don't see it. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm alone. Email us. Look, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. I'd love to hear. I know people have all kinds of different thoughts on this stuff, so I'd love to hear those. But appreciate you bringing that one to the podcast today. Billy? We're going to move over to the main thing now. Evangelist Ray Comfort, who we heard from uh, earlier uh, on this podcast, he says he's seen his fair share of evil manifestations. He continued his conversation with Billy, and for today's main thing, they discussed how a demon-possessed girl found freedom in Christ. Here's the remarkable story on today's main thing. 
this other story was about these two girls who had come to you for help when you were in New Zealand. One of the girls you named Jane. Take us through her story. I used to preach in the in the square in Christchurch, New Zealand. It was the heart of the city of 350,000 people. I did that every day for about 12 years, almost every day. One day I just finished preaching and two girls came up to me and they looked embarrassed. And I said, can we talk to you about something? And I just said, is it about demons? And they were shocked and said, yes, we think it is because one of the girls, Jane, kept having blackouts. And I said, well, come up to my office at two o'clock and we'll talk. And I had us five stories up and I used to uh, have something called the Drug Prevention Center, which was originally on High Street, which is an unfortunate choice of street <laughs> names for a drug center, High Street. And we moved to this big dome building five stories up and I said, come up and see me. So she came up, she came into my office and we talked for a few minutes and I said, and she said she had problems and she hated her father and stuff like that. I says, I'll come back and pray for you because a customer had walked into the drug prevention center. While I was talking to the customer, her friend ran out crying and screaming out that Jane was manifesting. She'd gone into a blackout state and she was crawling on her hands and knees. Like you said, that customer left really quickly. And uh, I went in and, and began talking with Jane and uh, praying, exercising prayer and uh, telling her that she needed to get right with God and that she should get rid of her trinket. She was having, she had these demonic looking things on it, particularly one thing that caught my eye. It would look like Tinkerbell in the Peter Pan thing it was like a little fairy that she had around. It just looked like, I didn't have a clue what it was, but it just felt like what a goddess of fertility or something weird like that. So I said, get rid of that. And she felt free. And uh, two weeks later, I received a phone call from a friend and said, Jane is having blackouts again. Can we come and see you? And it turned out she hadn't become a Christian and she hadn't got rid of that trinket. But I went, <laughs> I went to my office and waited for them. And, uh, a friend screamed out that Jane had gone into a blackout state halfway up the stairs. And I went down and she was leaning against the wall in a back, blackout, blackout state. So I went to take hold of her and put my hand on her arm and she ran ahead of me. And I'm not exaggerating here. She threw herself over a balcony. It was like a, a 15 or 20 foot drop onto a wooden floor. And I instinctively ran after her and tackled her. And I had her around the leg, she was wearing jeans, and she was over, I don't know how I held on to her, I knew I had my life, her life in my hands, and I screamed out to two friends who were in the drug prevention center to come and help, and we physically carried her to my office, sat her down, and she was in a blackout state, sitting down in my office, manifesting all these different weird demons. And at one point, and the dexterity was quite amazing. With one hand, she reached into a blouse and pulled out a safety pin and under the safety pin and tried to swallow it. I think three times she grabbed cords from, uh, from lights in the office and tried to strangle herself. And uh, the demon screamed out, we're going to kill. And I said, you can't touch us because we're Christians. And he said, not you, her. And uh, it was quite horrific, but it climaxed in this. I saw that she was holding onto something around her neck and her knuckles had lost all the blood out of them. They were white. She was holding on so tight. So I opened up a hand. It took me at least 30 seconds with both my hands to open it up. And I saw it was the little Tinkerbell thing. I grabbed it, walked across the other side of the room. And I used to make leather jackets in those days for people to order. And there was an anvil, like a little bit of a railway track sitting on my desk. I got a hammer, put that trinket on it. I had my back to Jane. She had her eyes closed. These two friends were standing between me and her. 
and this is no exaggerating, every time I hit the hammer on that little trinket, the demons and her screamed like you wouldn't believe. I hit it five times, and each time to the very second I hit that trinket with a hammer, the demons and her screamed. I scooped them up, opened the window, and threw them down five stories. But it, if you're thinking this is fantastic, hard to believe, again, think of me. I'm right in the middle of a horror movie that I couldn't believe was happening. Wow. And, and you know, you, you read these stories and you hear them, you, I'm hearing you tell the story and I'm thinking, I can't imagine what it was like to be there in it. And did she eventually find healing and accept the Lord? Yes. And also during that time, we had to stop her from trying to gouge her eyes out. Seriously, getting her fingers in her eyes. It was terrible. Um, yes. Uh, she came to, uh, I said, what you have to do Jane is renounced, and I named the demon that, she, that had a stronghold in her life. And this time she wanted to become a Christian. She got rid of all the trinkets, and when she left, she was free. I think she, yeah, she came into the center the next day, and she was bruised, but she didn't remember a thing from being blacked out through that whole episode. Not a thing. And she was completely free, and I haven't heard of, from her for about 40 years. Uh, wow. I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure what to say after that story. That was insane, Billy. Yeah. You know, and we've known Ray Comfort for a long time. Now, this is not a person who lies, and he actually no. talked about the importance of not lying before this. So this is a story that he experienced, and it's not the only one, by the way. In the full interview, we have more. So it's cra it's crazy. Incredible. We'll put the link to the full interview in the uh, description to this podcast episode, but that's going to leave us with time guys for one last thing on the pod today. Yeah. So this is Proverbs 29, 11 fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. And it's a little convicting because when you're mad, you're angry, you're frustrated. It's easy to vent. Yeah. I think it's good too. When you're angry about something, even if it's, it's right to be angry about something, right? Take that time to pause and give it to the Lord first to make sure that the way that you approach that issue is in a godly way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of fools do this. The wise do this in Proverbs is another example of that. And uh, look, we're all guilty of being foolish from time to time. So let's lock into scripture and move forward from there. All right, good spot to leave it on the pod today. Make sure you get yourself on over to faithwire.com, cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. See you then.